Hello, hello, and welcome to the Karuna podcast. My name is Veronica, your host. Here on this podcast, you can listen to episodes about yoga, spirituality, self-development, healing, wellness, of course, manifestation, and other life-related interesting topics. Thank you so much for sharing your time with me and enjoy this episode. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to the Karuna Yoga podcast. Finally, we are here. Thank you so, so, so much for tuning in. Um, My name is Veronica, your host, and today I wanted to talk to you about what yoga means to me. (laughs) Um, I have learned so much on my journey, and I really just have this bursting energy in me wanting to share everything with you, hoping that I can inspire you, that I can bring you value to your life, that I can teach you something, but we have to start somewhere. (laughs) And while at the beginning I was thinking, oh, maybe I should cover some themes and some topics and explain one by one. And I think that would be a wonderful concept, but there are so many other people doing that. And I thought, you know what, what I'm really super passionate about is what I have learned and the concepts that I've learned in my journey and or through my journey and, you know, just giving a more personal perspective of this whole thing we call yoga. When people ask me what yoga is, it's kind of hard to describe. It's very easy to describe, but at the same time, I find it difficult because Okay, so what is yoga? You know how people usually describe its union uh, between the consciousness and the collective consciousness or your inner God and the universal God and, you know, all these things and practices we do in order to be more spiritual and get in touch with nature, not just on the surface, but the underlying energy as well. Um, We can name it in so many ways. We can say to reunite with God, Um, but as well, God is in you. The Atman is in you. That's your soul. And to reunite with Brahman, the, the universal collective consciousness. So there are so many ways to describe it, but I'd say... I cannot even describe just in one sentence what yoga is to me. There are so many practices within the yogic practices. There are different lineages and so on. If you know me, you know that I teach Ashtanga yoga. So I will be using those kind of terminologies. But I think if somebody practices yoga with the Sanskrit, it's pretty understandable. And, And we do have similar practices slightly different approaches but uh, eventually leading us to the same place which for me is becoming more self-aware and also learning mm, universal laws and codes and ways to maneuver in this life (laughs) because let me tell you for most people, I think, but for me, definitely, you know, I started to grow up and I had all these questions about me, about life, about why the heck am I on this planet? And, you know, the answers are not always straight. And 
so many of us and uh, it's no judgment i mean we we lose ourselves then we find ourselves again and for me yoga is a tool to become more aware of who I am, what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, uh, become more aware, not just of myself, but about everything that surrounds me, including things, even, even just things in my, in my living space, but including all living beings from plants to, to animals and humans, of course, and maybe even beyond that, to to learn about life and to have a greater understanding on on what life is and how to operate in this life just share my personal journey with you um when i was a kid so i remember even my first like the earliest memories that i had i already questioned what am i here for what am i here to do what is my purpose in this life? And what is the meaning of life? Um, and of course, as a kid, I was looking up at the stars. I was like, wow, this whole life is so big and I'm so little. And what am I doing here? Um, but at the same time, you know, I always felt that there is something more to life than just what surrounds me and what I see. I am super, super lucky because I'm from the countryside of Hungary, by the way, from a tiny village called Polotash. And it only has like a thousand and a couple of hundreds um, people living there. And I had such a close relationship to nature or with nature. I was playing in the woods. I was observing insects. I was digging the ground. Uh, my grandma had chickens and pigs. And, you know, it's... <laughs> nature was always very, very close to me. And I felt super close to nature. And so even as a child, I started to observe and understand animals differently than when you're detached from nature. And I'm not saying that living in a city uh, brings you disadvantages. I think it's just a different perspective on life. And people who live in cities still have the opportunity. They may just need to be a bit more conscious about creating space for these kind of experiences. But I'm just lucky because... Uh, or I felt so lucky. I think, well, we meant to, wherever we born, we get born, we meant to live there and we meant to experience that end of life. Um, but so, yes, I was, I was very close to nature. And to be honest, my father is and was interested in yoga. Slightly different than what I practice, yet it is very much the same. I started mostly with the asanas when I was in my 20s, um, but uh, my dad actually was reading uh, about yoga, about mind control, also the asanas, but also like out-of-body experiences. We had so many books at home about hypnosis as well and uh, a deeper consciousness and breath control and also about UFOs. And I'm, I'm not going to <laughs> go into that because to be honest, I'm, I haven't looked into UFOs that much. But, you know, even as a child, I was thinking life is bigger than what I can see. 
And there are all these stories I was reading about even uh, different entities and um, maybe even life on other planets and so on. And that just made me question my existence on a different level. Um, I wouldn't say that I've been practicing yoga since I was a child because I wasn't. Um, I was maybe partially aware what yoga is and that there is more to it than just the asanas, but I definitely wasn't interested. Um, it wasn't something that I was doing. I was playing the piano and I loved dancing and I'm an artist. I'm also an actress. And so when I was a kid, I just loved being out and outdoors uh, in nature playing. And whenever I wasn't doing that, I was listening to music, learning English and playing the piano and studying for school. That was my life. I wasn't a child yogi. I remember my dad once actually um, tried to meditate with us and like teach us relaxation and meditation. Um, I, I'm not going to lie. I was a kid. I didn't feel much of it. <laughs> I didn't understand what was going on. And I was just laying there and I was like, okay, so this is what adults do. Can I go out and play <laughs> the childlike mind? You know, can I go and do something else? Um, I'm, I'm too excited to lay here. Um, so yes. And actually yoga became part of my life as a coincidence, I would say, but I do not believe in coincidences. So it was very much meant to be, um, but it was not something I consciously chose. And it's interesting because many things in terms of my spiritual practices, it wasn't something that I was actively seeking. I feel that it was just presented to me by the universe. I do believe in this. I know that some people don't believe in coincidences and they say, oh no, uh, it, or not coincidences, but more like um, uh, divine guidance. And they think, oh no, it's just a coincidence. And it's just, you know, it happened that way. And they are not questioning the why and they're not drawing the line between the dots. But I'm very much an analytical person. And I'm not saying this is the best way to think about things, but that's how my brain works. And I connect the dots. I connect everything in my life and I see the patterns and that's how I reflect back on my personal and spiritual journey. Um, so when I was in my 20s, I was working for a photo reviewing company, basically a 9 to 5 job. Um, and I had one of my colleagues, she was training to be a yoga teacher and she needed bodies to practice on. And so she invited us to practice with, with her at her home. And I remember I really, really loved the feeling in my body. Uh, I think it was a nice experience altogether just to, you know, be with people and, and do something together. But I did other activities as well in my life before and it didn't feel like that. Um, so, yes, I remember we started like once or twice a week. And I got pretty hooked on it. As soon as I knew the cell salutations, I was practicing them at home. I lived in the same room with my boyfriend. I mean, we had a one bedroom apartment and we had the living room or kind of like where we had the computer and the dining table. 
and the bed in the same space. And while he was sleeping, I was like just very silently doing my son's salutations. He was a really deep sleeper <laughs> or good sleeper. So yes, I remember I loved doing the asanas from the very beginning. It's no wonder it's because I was always a very sporty person. I always lived in my body. I loved moving, doing sports and, you know, all that jazz. So for me, that was the gateway into yoga. Uh, this is one way to approach it. And I know that many people just want this. So when they look at yoga, they think, okay, it's the asanas. It's breathing with a movement. Yes. And you do these poses and it's good for your body. And that's true. It's absolutely true. And if that's all you want from yoga to exercise your body, that's perfect. And start there. But Essentially, the more I was practicing, and let me tell you, it wasn't in weeks. I mean, you can do that as well. I, I guess it depends on what kind of school of thought you're following and what kind of teachers you have. Uh, but pretty soon after that, I moved to Vietnam with my uh, boyfriend back then. And I was just practicing yoga with YouTube videos, like literally for years. That's all I was doing. I was just doing the asanas. I wasn't really into like all the spiritual aspect of it or the spiritual scriptures and the teachings and the sutras and the meditation and the breath control and also um, higher concepts um, in yoga. I wasn't into that at all. I just liked to move my body with yoga postures. And so for some of us, it might take longer. For some of us, we might approach it from another angle and we start to read spiritual scriptures or start to practice bhakti yoga and devotional yoga and, and do selfless service. Uh, some of us might practice more on the theological side of it. So we are all different and we have different uh, needs. And that's always what I say to my students that when they ask me what yoga is good for, I'm saying, I'm asking back, what do you want to use it for? If you want to use it for mental health and, and having a clearer mind and, you know, feel feeling better mentally, you can do that. There are practices for that. If you want to be more devotional and spiritual and you want to um, read the spiritual scriptures and understand deities and understand life from a different angles through stories, you can do that and you don't even have to move your body. If you just want to do just... <laughs> It's a massive aspect of yoga, but if you just want to do breathing practices and and work with your nervous system, that's perfect. Do that. If you want to do the asanas um, and train your body, gain strength and flexibility, then do that. It, the, the question is, what do you want to work on? Because whatever we want to work on, whether it is our own awakening and uh, raising our consciousness, whether it is the body, whether it is the mind, then yoga has tools for that. 
And so all you need to do is to find the right teacher and the right practice for you. And it is, well, I would say inevitably, a self, self-healing and a self-learning journey. Learning to and getting to know yourself. Learning who you are as a human and beyond your physical realm as well. So I was practicing the physical aspects of yoga um, and I was already living in England uh, applying for um, university and I got accepted. Um, As I said, I'm an actress. I trained um, as an actress and fight performer in England. And while I moved to um, the campus of my school that was out of London, I still worked in London. Uh, over the weekends, I was traveling in, working 20 hours, then tra- traveling back out of London. And it was just super, super exhausting. And I thought to myself, I cannot do this. It's way too much. And I'm not here to study for these three years to constantly burn myself out. So I started to look for another job. And this is again uh, another coincidence or how to say it <laughs> in in my life because I was vegan back then. I'm vegetarian now. Um, and I was waitressing next to school, but I didn't want to work in a place where they serve meat. And so I was looking for a venue that serves vegan dishes. And I found um, in this countryside town, um, I found a place that was vegan, uh, but it was also a yoga studio. And so I wrote to the owner saying, hey, I'm looking for a part-time job. I'm studying here at the university and I would love to help you. And, you know, and so on. Um, and I went in for an interview and my, well, I would say now, yoga teacher, um, he was saying, well, actually, we don't need anybody for the cafe because it's only a cafe. So we don't need anybody for full time, but you can be a part timer uh, for the social media marketing that we do. You can be an intern and help us with doing videos and promote the place. Already I was doing videography before and I had the equipment and I said, you know what? Yeah, that's a great deal. Now, they couldn't pay me that much, but I got my first yoga teacher training as part of the deal and unlimited access to all the studio classes. So I started doing my yoga teacher training pretty much at the same time as I started practicing Ashtanga yoga specifically. Before that, I'd say I practiced Hatha yoga and mostly just the asanas and I wasn't reading um, anything about uh, yoga whatsoever or practicing breath or meditation. Well, maybe meditation and relaxation, yes, but uh, definitely not as consciously and actively as I have once I started my yoga teacher training program. Um, So um, I started practicing Ashtanga yoga and I got into it uh, so much that now I am teaching Ashtanga yoga. And to be honest, when I started the teacher training, I didn't think that I would want to be a teacher, which is kind of odd because yes and no. When I when I was living in Vietnam, uh, a friend of mine started practicing with me because she was like, oh my God, your yoga postures are amazing. Can you teach me? 
and I couldn't like fully, you know, call the cues and and the alignment um, adjustments out for her. Uh, but we were just practicing together some basic postures and I was like you know what it would be nice to be a yoga teacher actually to know these things like how to instruct somebody um, but yes when I started the teacher training program I was so into my university and I was so busy with that that I couldn't imagine myself then starting to teach yoga as well so um, I started my teacher training, then after a year I did my assessment and then I started my second teacher training uh, because I always wanted to. So once I started my, or like, once I started diving deeper into yoga, I was, oh my God, I was mind blown because all the questions that I had was just answered with Sanskrit mostly, yes, and I had to learn the terminologies, but um, the subtle body, I am so, so, so interested in energy work and the subtle body, and even when I was younger, I had close to out-of-body experiences, and my dreams were always so strong, and my intuition, and, you know, feelings in me in general, and my emotions were always so strong that I could not ignore them. Uh, I tried to suppress them for a long time, for sure. Um, but to be honest, I was always very much in touch with my feelings and, and sometimes even ruled by them. But I didn't know where all this energy come from. I didn't know uh, anything about the chakras and... Um, anything about the subtle body and the veus and the granthis and prana and and all these things I had no clue about and once I started uh, studying yoga for my teacher training uh, program um, I was just I felt like an other world is opening in front of me because I started to understand the world around me through these concepts, I started to observe everything and I realized, oh yes, this makes sense to name it like this. Like even before that, I saw the links and I saw how interlinked everything is and cause and effect and karma and nature and how we are all the same and how you know cyclical things happen and the same things essentially you know the the thing between birth and death is 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 true for the cyclical the cyclical feelings or the cyclical aspects of life are true for everything just maybe with a different speed or maybe it looks different for for certain things in nature um, or for different animals and for people and for even the stars and even the universe and, and everything um, out there in space as well. But it is very, like, the qualities are very, very simil similar. And so, of course, once I had the language to name all these things and and understand my life and and structure life in my head in a bit clearer way than before um, it just helped me so much 
Um, also to get to know my own body through my practice was, oh my God. I mean, I, I can thank my life and I can thank that I'm so healthy because of yoga, because once you become more aware of things, of course, you're more aware of your own body as well, your digestion, your sleep, your hormones, everything, everything, everything. So, you know, you, you are more aware of the subtle changes and then you can better manage your own life. So many of us get lost because we ignore, we live in ignorance. Um, one of the, one of the first, well, the first cliche is ignorance, which is the, the, the bed of other cliches, uh, as they say. Um, and you know, once you decide that you don't want to ignore, no matter how uncomfortable it is to look at the truth, um, you just become more honest with yourself and with your own life. And that just brings different results in your life. Not like I'm a result-oriented person at all. I am. <laughs> I'm a highly ambitious result-oriented person. Um, working on it though. Um, but yes, so these the, the, the awareness that started to um, that started to develop as I was practicing yoga uh, over these years just led me to a place where I can say that how although um, our ego is there and it needs to be there but I'm able to step away from my ego and look at things in my life from a broader perspective or from a wider perspective which helps me tremendously when I have to solve problems in life when I have conflicts when I need to communicate um, and not being clouded I mean not always of course it's a journey and I'm not in a perfect place but being able to differentiate yourself from the ego is a great help because we have all these patterns that we are bringing from our past, from our families, from our experiences. And that just builds a thicker and thicker ego. And to have an open heart, I feel, and to stay vulnerable and open for change and stay humble, we do have to have the ability to step away from the ego and just to place it on the side for moments when we need clear judgment and when we need clarity. Well, I would say judgment is on its own. It's an egotistic term, right? I mean, if you don't have ego, you don't judge. But to have more like a clearer vision. Um, also, if you want to create space for your intuition, I feel that the ego needs to step aside I feel that intuition and ego, they we, we need both. And ego on its own or our ego on its own is not a bad thing. It's protecting us and it's there to filter when, when we are going out there in the unknown. And we definitely need it. But we also can consciously build our ego or demolish parts from the ego that don't serve us. 
Um, so yes, the ego can be shaped. However, our underlying existence and our true self and true existence has no shape and it needs no shaping. It just, it, the, the soul just needs nourishment. The soul um, needs a way and a clear path to, to expand, to, to, to regenerate you, to, to the love that's in, inside of you, to reach out and, and connect with others. So yes, the ego does have a job, but also it can cloud our true self and it can build walls around us which may protect us in certain situations but maybe other situations it limits us so yes um learning to differentiate from your ego and and getting in touch with your true self and your soul is what yoga for me helped tremendously with because well we are all born not awakened or maybe there are some people who are born already awake or awoke uh, but most of us we need um, we need to work on these things most of us uh, we have a journey towards awakening and so yoga has been the tool for me I mean I don't like to call it a tool but it has been the tool for me that helps me, that assists me on this journey. Um, and so I'm not saying that yoga is the only way, the only way to, to become more self-aware, uh, but definitely it is something that worked for me beautifully. And I'm so grateful for everything that I have received, not only from yoga itself, but the people who practice yoga the people are tend to be um pretty much on similar vibrations and gentle souls not all of them of course but i was thinking the other day like why do i feel good around yogis not all of them but most of them like you know generically speaking we are seeking for a community where we feel accepted where we feel we can express ourselves and for each of us, it's different. Some people feel good around musicians. Some people feel good around um, sports people. Some people feel good about around, um, I don't know, writers. And some people feel good in yogi communities. And I think it's because of this self-awareness. Uh, for me, it was always very important that I'm able to connect to people on a deeper level, that we can have meaningful conversations, that uh, those people as well are aware of the subtleties of life. And gener generically speaking, yogis, they do have uh, a different vision on life, which brings them qualities that I very much enjoy. <laughs> and so... I, that's why I am building my own community. Everybody who comes to practice yoga with me, they're all different. We, all, we are all mm, different and we have our own life experiences and the things that we like. But when it comes to 
how we are human towards each other, that gentleness, that respect, uh, that kindness, that compassion is, is there in my students. And that is why I love being around them so much and, and teaching so much because it is a give and take. I'm not the only giver. I'm very much the taker as well um, because you know as well, if you're a yoga teacher, that your students are your teachers. It's, it's a back and forth experience. Ah, so I really hope that I was able to give you a little bit of a, a deeper understanding on what yoga can hold for you. Essentially, it really is whatever you want to use it for. And what I'm using for is very much healing. Healing myself from my past traumas, family traumas, relationship traumas, traumas that I have created for myself as well and I have caused myself uh, the self-harm and and finding more love for myself or finding love for myself has been my journey so far and also healing, healing, healing. And I was just listening to another podcast the other day and it had an interesting concept that until you have ego, you need to heal because it is only the ego that can get wounded. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, it might be true. And of course, once you are uh, removing yourself from the matrix, so to say, and you are a divine being and an enlightened being, uh, then you have no uh, hard feelings because you know that you know you, you know that you are whole and complete. Um, and even though we practice and we might feel uh, that completedness <laughs> and that fulfillment for a certain amount of time, Often when we come back from our meditation or, you know, life just kicks you out of balance all the time. I mean, it's very, very mean of life to punish you all the time. And, and you know, once you find harmony, you're there. But then, hmm, hey, you have a little bit of an imbalance again, so you can bring yourself back to balance. Um, so it's not a constant feeling for me. Uh, uh, the flow of love and the flow of joy and the flow of positivity and positive energies, it's not constant. And I don't even want to paint the picture that I have attained a forever happy and perfect life because I am human after all. I have tons and tons of flaws and I still make mistakes and I I still have things I am not aware of and that although I am working really hard to become aware of these things and then to shift and change and improve um, my character and have a higher vibrational life for myself and more energy and be able to generate more for myself, for my healing and for other people around me, it is a constant work uh, it, it's it's constantly happening and there are withdrawals sometimes and sometimes you don't feel your best and that's completely normal um but yoga helps me to to come back to that place of 
needing and not needing but wanting to heal myself and wanting to do better and and I have a system how I can do that and I now have a certain amount of awareness that helps me uh, monitor how I feel and then move on from stagnant places towards uh, either healing or growth or both <laughs> and so you know it's it's a beautiful dance in life I feel and yoga helps me to to well to know the steps of this dance and of course the rhythm changes sometimes and of course uh, there are many many different styles of dances and um, I can have different steps and and moves um, but it energizes me it helps me to be a kinder human a more compassionate human and that is what karuna means by the way karuna is compassion and so yes i i really hope that uh, my my journey and how i look at yoga helps you understand what you can take away from from yoga and practicing yoga i truly believe that everybody in life should practice some form of yoga some forms of yoga it's because i just think we would all be better people <laughs> if we were more aware of what we are doing and and the cause of our actions and we would be better humans if we treated each other with more respect and kindness and patience and understanding um but you know that is why people like myself and like many many other teacher we are making these kind of contents to to help people step on the path and that path will be different from my path and from any other teacher's path it will be your own personal journey where you grow from the place where you are right now into the place where you need to be and that is different for all of us and that is why i cannot say exactly what kind of changes yoga will bring into your life because it's it's totally up to you but just look into your heart and maybe contemplate on this question who you want to be and who you are right now what do you know about yourself how do you know yourself and and what are the things that maybe make you feel uh, detached from yourself or alienated from your life are there some things that um, actually bring you not less of joy but things that you don't feel you're aligned with yet you're doing them because maybe you have been conditioned to do them uh, but you don't feel that these things serve you so you know contemplating on these questions essentially will open up boxes in our conscious and psyche and we will start to question the ego and we will have further questions 
and yoga has all the answers i feel in one story on or another in one practice or another we will receive those answers and that can be answer from yourself you know in meditation or relaxation or maybe you wake up in early in the morning in brahma muhurta time which happens to me so much when i seek clearance and like or clarity in my life and i need clearance or something and i need some answers i just wake up early in the morning and i'm like i get it <laughs> Um so the mind can be trained the body can be trained and the soul can be freed from all those bars of of past experiences and traumas that we built around our souls um and yeah i really really hope that this podcast will bring you joy I thank you so much for spending your time with me. Thank you so 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 much for listening to this story. I really hope that we will be able to connect one way or another. I hope I can serve you well, bring value to your life and understanding on yoga from from a different perspective than you may have heard before. and i really hope i can inspire you and and you know encourage you to practice to practice 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 sometimes the mind or the body or or whatever it's it's a hard nut to crack <laughs> and sometimes changes don't come as 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 quickly as we would want them to be but it doesn't mean that changes are not happening it i i find that people don't even need to be conscious or aware of the different uh, changes that yoga can bring for them or bring to them but just by doing it shifts happen energetic shifts happen the energy starts moving and from that place everything starts moving so keep at it if you have just begin your journey or if you have been on your path for a long amount long amount of time well what is long anyways but maybe for a longer time and you might feel stuck it doesn't matter all that matters is that we practice all that matters is that we keep educating ourselves and learning from other people and from ancient people as well through the stories and through the teachings and implement that in our life and apply things and work towards thriving in this life and not just surviving that's definitely my motto i want to thrive and not just survive i want to be a higher vibrational being and have more energy and expand 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 in my life get to know people go to places practice with people who are similar um and they have a similar mindset on things because that truly truly energizes me 
So, you know, I'm just hoping that you also feel the same and you also feel that energy in you outbursting. And if it's not yet, trust that you have it. Trust that you have all the energy you need to heal yourself, to move forward in your life, to succeed at whatever you start doing because it is essentially in us all. Prana is abundant. Life is abundant. The universe gives you everything you ever wished for. We just need to become more aware when we are receiving it or when we have the opportunity to receive it to then consciously decide that we are ready to receive it and actually get it in our lives. Thank you so, so, so much again for tuning in. If you want to look up um, Karuna Yoga, then you can go to my website, www.karuna with a K. So K-A-R-U-N-A yoga.hu because I am Hungarian. And you can find me on Instagram, karuna.yoga.hu as well as on Facebook and on YouTube as well. Thank you ever so much for tuning in. If you want to take classes with me, right now I have more in-person classes, but I will be adding my online classes back on as well. If you want to get in tune with your emotions. I am developing a program, Emotional Embodiment. It's all up on my website as well. It's all about my journey, essentially, and I will be explaining everything and uh, taking you on this journey with yogic practices as well as other self-developed practices and things that help me to get in touch with my feelings, emotions, and my soul. So go and check that out because it's on a special price at the moment. It's only 333 euros for the 12 week program. It's going to be full of content, video content, and uh, exercises, and audio relaxations, and meditations, and breathing practices. So make sure that you go over to my website and join the program. Thank you ever so much again and I shall see you in my next episode. Have a lovely, lovely day. Bye for now.